Desta, Ewi Nakan. Welcome to podcast number 37. Well, another week have flown by, and what a week it's been. Called the weather been blooming handsome down here, really have. Summer is definitely here, and um, of course, it's half term, so it is perfect weather for the holiday makers that are down here. And um, one thing that you can't help but notice is the hedgerows down here this year the flowers are oh, they're beautiful um obviously i think there's this policy the last few years of not cutting the hedgerows and the verges quite so early so you get the flowers all in full bloom and it's been looking a picture it really have i did work most of last saturday and then it was home for a quick change then up to england up to devon to the home park plymouth argyle stadium to watch Muse, and um, that was we had Royal Blood on first, and then Muse, and it was fantastic. That was a really good evening, and of course, it was Bank Holiday Monday. Um, we did did me and Beth did do a run from Rock to Polzeth and back to Rock again, then sat on the beach for a couple of hours, and then of course back to work on Monday. And again, it is that um, shortened week, but you you still going flat out. So we pretty much spent most of the week at the crematorium at Glen Valley. We did on Tuesday, we was down Padstow Church for a, a funeral service. And you can imagine coming out of the church afterwards and driving down around the main street and that, the, it was packed. It was even, as a word from last week, with holiday makers. But um, I say the, the weather's fantastic for them. And then... Last night, I actually did go for another run by myself this time. I parked up at New Poles F there, and I thought I'd go out round Pentire Head and um, over towards the Rumps. I was going to go all the way to Lundy Bay, but um, I didn't start till late because um, I did, didn't leave work till late. So um, I was almost getting a bit benighted, really. So um, I didn't quite get to Lundy Bay. But um, for any of the that hadn't been around that coastline before, it is fantastic. I expect some of your friends with me on Facebook, and I did actually put some photos on last night, because um, I say just around that area, it is magical. And um, I always remember when I was younger, my Uncle Sam was still living then. Um, He was Sam Truscott. He was a Sonostal Truscott. He married me Aunt Joyce. And quite often he'd trek over and he would actually do a lot of fishing off the rumps but um i did take some photos you could see them but also there obviously there's the plaque which some of the most probably know where um lawrence binion wrote for the fallen and um they've actually put a nice plaque there now and i actually did a bit of research because i thought well is he from down here or no? I mean, Binion in really kind of a, a local name, but um, he was actually born in Lancashire um, in 1869. And um, back in, well, 1914, he was down here staying. And of course, World War I um, was on, and I think he was affected by that. And so um, he wrote the poem for the fallen. And of course, there's just uh, a few lines of it that are read out every year at um, Remembrance Sunday, and um, I'll read them in case you don't know what I'm on about. I'll I'll read it now. I hope I do a good job. I don't want to sound like Pam Ayers really reading it, but um, here goes. They shall grow not old, 
as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun, and in the morning, we will remember them. So, there we are. I I think, looking at the photo I took of the plaque, it looks like um, the plaque was put there in 2003, I think. But um, if you mount that way, it didn't a flat walk, mind. Um, I mean, I run most of it, but there was a few bits there I walked because it was brave and steep. And also, there was a few bits of the pathway that was quite close to the cliff's edge. And I am a little bit clumsy when I'm, I'm running. I do trip over in and out, so... Um, I did watch me step, I must admit. But um, if you can get out there, they have actually put a bench there close to the plaque where it said that um, he was sitting down when those words come to him. So uh, it is is well worth effort if you can. Now, as some of you might remember from a previous podcast, um, back at work, we had a bit of storm damage a month or so ago and we got these two real big cast iron finials um, at the top of the chapel there on little towers and well they've been there forever really I think the chapel was built in 1875 or that's when it was officially opened and um, of course we had really bad weather and one of they actually blew off and in case you hadn't heard the previous podcast he actually went back over he damaged slates in the main roof then bounced onto the office roof and damaged slates, and then damaged the wall down below. So, of course, we've had to get um, scaffolding in. The roofers um, got all that organised for us, and um, it was a case of mending the roofs. That wasn't too bad, but the main thing was getting right up to the top to see if they could, um, well, reinstate the other finial. I mean, it was smashed to pieces, and we're just so lucky it never landed on anybody's head because... um, would have killed him instantly and also to have a look at the other one to see what state that was in and um, they went up and it was okay um, but there is that worry now that one's come down you know it's only be a matter of time it might not be at 10 20 years or whatever but sometime that other one is going to come off and I don't think I could live with myself if that one come off and it hit somebody so we made the decision that um, the second finial would be cut off, so there isn't one either side now. So when he was cut off, the, the roofers brought it down, and um, we've got it inside now. And um, I'm recording this now on the Thursday evening, but either tonight or tomorrow, I will put a photo on our works, our RJ Bray Facebook page, um, of me holding it. I mean, tis cast iron, is it? Heavy is hell really um but um you know what i'm going to try and do is somehow um put it on a stand or something that we can make a display of it in the chapel for people to see um dear joe skinner he um he did give me a, a smaller finial when we moved in the chapel and i've got that one on the wall already inside when you go, go in there little reception area he's over there on the right hand side and um, Joe kindly gave me that. But I don't know where that finial come from, to be honest. But um, this one, he's well, three or four times the size of that. And, well, I don't know. It'd be too heavy to hang on a wall. So I think we'd have to try and make some sort of stand. 
but it's definitely interesting, you know, to look at. Also, as well as that photo, um, me met Martin Langdon. He went up the scaffolding. Now, I don't know if he went all the way up to the top or no. I'm not too sure about that. But he did a lovely video. Um, he filmed it this morning. And he just swung around looking over the bridge and everything. And I'll put that video on as well for you to look at. Um, but I had the chance to go up there myself. And there's no way because if I go anywhere I, I just get drawn to the edge and I want to jump. So <laughs> I thought I ain't going to risk that. But um, I'll put that video on so you can have a, a geck at that as well on our RJ Bray um, Facebook. So I thought for the rest of um, this podcast this week, I'd just talk about a, a few ways how funerals have changed um, over the years um, through technology. And, um, well, with the computer, the internet and everything has been the main thing. And um, it's like, for example, when when I started with Dad, um, most services you had in church, not everybody had service sheets back then. A lot of people used inbooks, but then if you did want service sheets, it was a trip down to Peter Chapman down at Waverage Printers, and he would set them up for a you know he'd drop everything else so that you need a quick turnaround because back then funerals were done a heck of a lot quicker. You know, within four or five days, at the longest from when somebody passed away, you would have the funeral. Well, of course. Nowadays, um, pretty much all printing now is done on computers. And we do do, I would say, 95% of the, the printing of orders of service um, in-house, which is good, really, because um, you're always um, struggling with perhaps last-minute changes. So we, we try to not print until the day or two before. I mean, sometimes um, celebrants or clergy, they... They can't get back to in time or um, families want to have a bit more time to make decisions. So, um, um, you know, by doing them ourselves, you've got that luxury that it can be done last minute if needs be. But um, talking about inbooks and that, there is one religion where we do have um, services with them. You notice there how it's changed because in, in these services, the elder would... Um, kind of lead the service and the congregation um they'd obviously be following and he would then quote say john 14 1 to 6 or something he would quote a, a passage from the bible and um the rest of the congregation they with their bibles because they were their bibles they'd all be flipping through so that they would be there reading it along with them and it was a lovely sound as they'd be rustling through their pages and of course where it's changed now, a lot of them actually turn up with iPads. So um, that's um, one thing that I did notice. And we've got a very good friend who's a, a vicar, and he he does quite often use his iPad um, for taking services as well, which is good. But I think there's been a um, time or two where perhaps his iPad hadn't been charged up perhaps enough as it should have been. But um, that's another story. Another thing which has made our life so much easier is the mobile phone because when I started with father there wasn't such thing as a mobile phone um when we was at home I think I might have said on a previous podcast you couldn't just go out and 
divert the phone to your mobile, you'd have you perhaps just have one or two phones initially, phone numbers you could put it through to. And then as technology went on a bit further, you was allowed to use like five different phone numbers that you could put your phone through. Well, of course, now you're always in touch. The phone is diverted all the time. And um, people ring me, message me, text me, all, all through day and night, which is um, is brilliant. Really, people can always get hold of me. But um, we did have bleeps for a while as well. That um, if mother was own man and the phone, and me and father was out, she could then um, bleep us, and then we'd find a phone and ring back. Um, for a while, actually, on our cars, we did have CB radio, and we'd have our own little channel. So if if father was out and um, I was. Um, back at the office and we had a call say no mobile phone so i'd um just call up on the cb radio and um see your father can he find a phone box and give us a call back like you wouldn't discuss anything else publicly over the phone but that, that was handy for a while too that was back in the good old days when of cb radio that was quite a thing quite very popular down here years ago Another thing that have really made life easier, more so on longer journeys, really, is the sat-navs. And um, I know in years gone by, I'd always be a bit hesitant if we had funerals up country. Um, it was quite a headache, really, because you'd have to sit down with the map and try and work out, well, how long is it going to take? What's the best route and everything? Well, now with the sat-navs, it is so much easier and I can't remember if it was last year or year before. I don't know. Time goes so quickly. But in the last couple of years, you know, we had a burial at Macclesfield. And I would have been very hesitant about doing that 10 years, 15 years ago kind of thing. But um, it was brilliant. You just, you know, get your sat-nav up. You can work out pretty much to the minute. Um, we allowed a bit extra time in case there was, you know, hold-ups or anything. But you can work out your routes, your timings. And, um, yeah, we, uh, it was a long day that day, I must admit. And, um, but we did, you know, went up, did the burial at Macclesfield in the cemetery. And actually, I, while I was there, I knew that Ian Curtis, um, he was the lead singer of Joy Division, you know, brilliant group. And, um, he died tragically. I think he was only 23 when he died. And I knew that his ashes was, um, there in the cemetery as well. So, um, I tracked they down. I did take a plectrum of mine and just, just laid it down. There was lots of other little trinkets that have been laid down as well. So, yeah, sorry, I went off course there a bit. Um, but So that makes life so much easier for us. I think the biggest change in the funeral profession, as far as technology goes, um, was COVID-19. And I think it, it changed everybody's lives, you know, in many different ways. And um, there were such things like, because there were lockdowns, you couldn't go out. We noticed that um, people were putting death announcements in newspapers less and less. And that's something that hasn't really recovered that much. You still get a, a proportion of funerals that do go in the papers. But um, I say most of them now not everyone still wants a, a funeral publicised, but I'd say perhaps 90% of the funerals will go on our website. And most of them, I'd say about 75% perhaps go on Facebook. I mean, you know, not everybody likes Facebook. Um, I think there's good and bad points to Facebook, but I do think that, um, 
you know, put in obituary notices on. There is a fantastic way of of letting family and friends know that someone has passed away. Um, it just takes, um, you know, just a few family members to share it, and you've covered a big a big section of your um, local community. Um, I think we must have got is about f- over five thousand people now that follow our Facebook page, and um, it definitely has that. And our website has definitely become the main ways now that people do put announcements out there if someone has passed away. Mind you, there are times when this technology can give you a bit of a shock, and I know end of last year I was um, lying in bed. There it must have been six half past six in the morning. And my phone started pinging. I thought, crumbs, what's all these messages coming through? And it was real tragic, really. Um, one of the friends I'd, I'd known since, well, I think we met in Tall Trees back in the 1980s. And he was called David Bray. In fact, I think we even had the same middle name. I'm sure he was David John, the same as me. And we had a mutual friend back then that, um, we was all in tall trees and he was with Dave and um, he saw me coming towards him and he started grinning and he said, David Bray, meet David Bray. So we kind of, you know, kept in touch ever since then um, sort of thing. And tragically, Dave passed away end of last year. And of course, we got mutual friends. And what happened was um, the, the news had got out. And a few of my friends, who were also, also friends of Dave, you know, put on their RIP David Bray. So, of course, you can imagine what happened next was that um, people that only knew me would see that. And, of course, the word was going around town that I'd actually passed away. Now, I'm sure Dave would have found this very funny. I'm sure he would have done. But um, I noticed that my mates that had done it, quite quickly they did take the post down um but i did see a chairman of one of the local sports clubs here in waybridge afterwards and um he said he had the, the shock phone call from um one of the club to say that i had passed away and they was actually getting ready they was going to do a minute silence for me at the the match on saturday but um so that's one way that um you know technology this type of technology can go wrong a bit but um yeah, very sad news. With that was very sad. Mind you, these sort of rumours would happen years ago too. Um, I remember back when Gordy was working for us, um, we had a few phone calls, people ringing up in the morning, here, is it true Gordy have passed away? And I thought, well, we have heard nothing. I thought, no, can't be right. We would have heard by now. And I thought, hang, he's, he's driving the car for us this afternoon. So I thought, I'll give him a ring. So I I rung up. So Gordy answered. I said, "Get on, Gordy. I'll be knocking." Yeah, fine. Yeah, why? What's up? I said, "Well, I thought I'd just better let him know that the rumours going round town that you've passed away." So he's all, "Hey, all right, okay." He said. So that was that. So we had a little bit of a laugh about it. Well, of course, then um, he walked to work, and when he come over Bridge End, he said, uh, "I'm so glad you rung and told me." He said, "Because I've had some funny looks coming over." Anyway, sorry, I digressed again then. Sorry about that. Um, So another thing that changed with COVID was registration, whereas normally you'd have to go to the doctors, pick up a death certificate, and then go to register. Through COVID, um, all that changed and was done by email, and then people could register over the phone. 
now now it's gone back um you know all the restrictions have gone and everything part of it have still stayed so a doctor you haven't got to go to pick up the certificate anymore the doctor can still email it to the registrar but at the moment you have now got to go to the registration office to register but i know that there are um campaigns going ahead to try and bring back where people can register over the phone um and i i know how easy that was because when poor old father passed away um we could register over the phone so it saved us traipsing into bobman or if bobman was busy we could have had to have gone to snozzle or Truro or wherever but um you know we was able to do it in mother's front room um so hopefully um they are trying to bring that back and of course with um covid-19 when we were restricted to just a small number of people being allowed to go to funerals that's when live streaming of services really took off and um they're still quite popular now um obviously I say there's no restrictions but um there's always a few people that perhaps can't make the funeral that um really wanted to watch it so it's down to the family so the family want to um the crematoriums i mean they do charge a fee for doing this where um you they pay a one off fee but then a link gets sent out to the family and they can forward it to um fa- friends family all over the world and they can either watch it live or there is an option to keep it up on this link for an extra 28 days so that if people if it's a different time zone or somebody's working they can go home just click on click on the link and then they can you know watch it over the next few weeks and then on top of that they can also have a download if they want to like some people do like to have it as a keepsake um you know to look back over so um that's another option and i know when father's funeral took place we was kind of in a funny sort of we was in limbo a little bit really because we restrictions have been lessened a bit but not 100% so we was allowed i think to was well you wouldn't allowed no more than 100 in church um so then we had the pa system outside but also we had our dear friend chris come and he live streamed it for us and um that that worked fairly good the only trouble is the wifi in eglasale tis a bit touch and go so he was having to use different networks and everything and of course just before the first him i think it crashed and it didn't come back i think i started doing the eulogy and i think you do miss the first minute or two of me eulogy um so um luckily chris was recording it as well so when he went home in the evening he um sent me the the full recorded version and we then put it on our rj bray website page so i think you can click on there i think it's even still on there now somewhere so you can actually watch all of father's funeral and i think because of the problems we had that day unless the church has got wifi um we don't risk the 3g and 4g so much now so if if em got wifi what will happen is chris will record the service and then he'll whip home and then a couple of hours later we'll have the link and then we send the link to um you know family and friends for them to forward so that anyone can watch it um and then i think the other thing that have really changed is donations in lua flowers and 
before COVID, it was pretty much cash at the funeral or checks being sent to us in the post. And of course, after COVID, um, we still get a little bit of cash at the funeral. Very rare now we get checks through the post because, you know, as time goes on, very few people got checkbooks now. So we use this um, donation site called Memory Given and people can click on there. It is so easy. You um, donate using your credit card and the money goes straight to the charity. And then, you know, you can actually put a little message on there and everything which the family can see. But that's something else that, um, you know, has changed with technology over the last few years. So I think that's about it on that really technology. There's nothing else I can think of immediately. I mean, if I do, I'll put it on in future podcasts. But um, I was thinking for me Cornish dialect word of the week. I think it is one that I don't think I've done yet, but is one of the most common used down here, the most well-known, and of course that is directly. And it means that if somebody says to you, oh, when are you going to do so-and-so? You say, oh, I'll do that directly. Now, directly will mean in the future. Now, it might be five minutes. It might be an hour. It might be five hours. It might be tomorrow. There's no time limit on directly at all. We're pretty laid back down here, but you know that it will be done sometime. It'll be done directly. And I think for me, Cornish language bit of the week, I think this week I'll do um, the phrase, how are you doing? Or, how we knackin'? Which in Cornish is fat legenus. So there we go, fat legenus. And then if you're lucky, and if I remember, I'll give you the reply to that in next week's podcast. So I think that's about it. There we go. So I hope you've enjoyed it again. And um, all being well, I'll see you next week. I'm hoping this weather will stay like it is. And um, I wish you well. Have a good week. Do Guinness. Carnobus Vickens.